Hello and welcome to this Gascast Scout Report episode for Saturday's game against MK Dons Away. I'm your host, Kaz, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Liam and Ross from the MK1 podcast. Welcome both. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing great, Kaz, thanks. So it feels like a lifetime since we last played a game. We had won three in a row, built up some confidence, gained some momentum, started to believe that Tisdale is the man for the job, and COVID-19 strikes again. This meant both Oxford home and Charlton away being called off and minimal training leading up to the next game against MK Dons. However, on a positive note, it means we went into Christmas unbeaten and on a high. So it's not all bad. MK Dons, despite being Tier 4, have continued playing whilst we haven't. They pulled off an impressive 1-1 draw against the strong Peterborough side, but went on to lose 1-0 against the not-so-strong Plymouth side. MK Dons sits 17th in League One, level on points of ourselves, and only one place above us on goal difference, but we do have two games in hand over them. So, Liam, let's start with the obvious then. Paul Tisdale. He managed Exeter for 12 years, but then between leaving them and coming to us, he managed MK Dons. It didn't go well for him, though, did it? What was your perception on Tisdale as a manager? He was a very interesting manager. Um, He's probably the most unique manager I've ever had at the club. Um, Very internal, very relentless in his approach and very open-minded in terms of the methods that he had. I felt in the League 2 season, um, we should have been beating teams more than we did. Um, but when, when we clicked it, it was amazing. Um, you know, Ross, uh, Notts County away uh, was a pure example of that. And we had such good quality players uh, like Trex and E.K. and Reece Healy, who have both moved on now, who just dominated that league. And once we got that promotion to League 1, um, it kind of just didn't click anymore. Uh, the fans were on his back. He was refusing to change his style because... He's Paul Tisdale, he's very internal and unfortunately led to a sacking. Um, but from what I've seen and from what I've seen at MK Dons, he's been a manager who really likes to incorporate youth into his system. Uh, Sam Nombe for us, who's now at Luton Town, he really shot on his system as a, as a striker. Um, and players like Kieran Agard, who haven't done much since Tisdale left, really shot on his system as well. So he can definitely get goals in the squad. It's just a case of, you know, can the fan base back him enough? And when things go wrong, is he willing to change? Yeah, so you would say that him being stubborn is, is probably one of his main problems then? Yeah, it was it was um, a Milwaukee Stones, yeah. And I think with us being a quite passionate fan base, we made that clear to him. And um, he was very, um, not stuck in his ways, but he had a clear way of how he wanted to play with the players that he had. And unfortunately, that didn't work out for him. Yeah, I mean, it's early days for us, Gasheads, but um, he's doing all right so far. But yeah, it can all change all very quickly, as we know in football. Um, so, Ross, talk us through the last couple of games then. How does the draw versus Peterborough, which I think is quite an impressive result for how well Peterborough are doing, how does that compare to the loss versus Plymouth, who aren't doing so well? Yeah, I actually went to the Peterborough game. Uh, I was quite fortunate to go to it, uh, unlike Liam. Um, but... <laughs> I walked away from that result, um, obviously it being a one-all draw, um, disappointed that we didn't get the three points. So we've, to be completely um, honest and um, quite frankly honest as well, um, we battered Peterborough from the first minute to the last and um, they had one shot on target and Milton Keynes have this uh, thing of having just that one shot, conceding one shot on target 
and then uh, letting a goal in. So it's literally fine margins in the game, which are costing us at the moment. And in my eyes, and um, we've said it on the podcast previously, um, we feel like we're in a false position because of if we look at the XG stats, we should be a lot higher up in the league and we are matching against top sides. And what we're finding at the moment is these um, lower league sides, we're struggling to break down and these top sides who are coming to play and are thinking, oh, MK Dons are walkovers as such. Um, we're playing, we're actually coming out and playing well against them and Portsmouth away, Lincoln, Ipswich, we've dominated them and it just shows that the system is working. It's just, uh, as, as I said earlier, it's fine margins which are costing us. So when you said there about uh, someone having a shot on target, is what's happened to you quite a lot. As long as they get a shot on target, it's going in. Is that a reflection on your goalkeeper? Do do teams no, manage to no, get a just, shot on target often? I, 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 it's just literally like a one lapse of concentration in the back line. And we tried to mix it up and play two holding midfielders as such in the 3-5-2 uh, formation. And it's, it's went too negative and um, we didn't have a um, two... We didn't create a lot going up top. We, um, we put Sumu in there on his own and we kept conceding, we, we kept conceding the odd silly goal. But um, I think for um famous game on Saturday, 75% of our goals come in within the first 15 minutes. It's ridiculous. And if you cut that out of our game, we'd be easily top half. Interesting. Okay. So Liam, so obviously Ross has said he doesn't feel like the league position is fair. I mean, you're 17th in league one. Do you agree? What do you, what have the performances been like so far and what sort of style of play, of play does Russell Martin adopt? Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if any of the gas heads have seen, but we've been labelled the possession champions of Europe quite a bit this season. Um, <laughs> I believe we've been averaging about 61 or 62% possession on our games. So it's very clear that we like to control the game and having the ball on our feet. Um, and often that gets the opposing teams to adapt their styles. And I would not be shocked to see if Fortisto adapted his style from what you've got, you guys have seen these past, well, games that weren't cancelled due to COVID. Because um, that's just how it's been. And yeah, I, I'd say that that's typically how I do. We like to pass the ball about, create chances. Um, and yeah, try and dominate teams essentially. And sometimes that pays off like Ross said against the big teams, but against the lower lower league teams or the teams that down towards the bottom of the table who are there to fight it more, um, you find it more difficult. So it sounds like hoofball teams, it works less well against you when you're having to play in the air and you need it on the floor. So it sounds like both Rovers and MK Dons will have quite a, a fast tempo on the floor game, which should be quite exciting to watch, right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, that'll be a nice watch, especially on uh, Boxing Day after our Christmas dinners and all that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the heart rate going. So, uh, top scorers then, Ross, let's talk about your top scorers. Um, I've got here Scott Fraser and Cameron Jerome. I've got six each. Would you say that you've got quite a powerful strike force? Um, well, it's funny you say that. A lot of our fan base have actually questioned um, Jerome when he first signed. Uh, is he fit enough? And... Um, all this but there's a reason why he hasn't dropped down from the championship and at the end of the day he's still got it and um if you just watch his goal against peterborough um i know i was behind the goal and i knew he was going to put it in the back of the net because that's just jerome for you he he's a clinical finisher but 
Fraser is slightly different because of he, he actually plays in the midfield, but he's an advanced midfielder as such. And he's our, very much our, our creative hub. So um, with Jerome then, would you say that we, we would need to be looking to close him down? Because if he's on the ball, he's dangerous and he's going to shoot and it's likely to be on target? Well, the thing is, he doesn't actually get on the ball. He relies on others for service. So, for, right. for example, um, Fraser, um, I'm going to highlight to Peter because we didn't concede against, uh, we didn't score against Plymouth. But um, yeah, he had a, th- um, a nice through ball from Fraser and um, he put it in the back of the net. So it, just, it all depends on what service he gets. But um, if he gets a chance in the, uh, in, in the six-yard box, he's, he's going to put it away, no shadow of doubt. Yeah, so Liam, um, I had a look and by the Plymouth game, MK Dons do seem to score pretty much every game. Is that something you're quite confident on going into it? And is it is defence a problem? You're not holding on to these leads? or I'd say the way teams approach the start of games is certainly a problem. Um, you know, Plymouth on Saturday was a prime example of that. Um, you know, Ryan Lowe changed his approach completely. They pressed us really highly and really often and with our system playing out from the back and players, you know, facing the backs down to turn around and being that pivot in a sense, a high press works well against it. And yeah, that causes mistakes. And of course that concedes goals. Um, yeah. As Ross mentioned, you know, 75% of our goals conceded in the opening 15 minutes of games. So if Brovers want to get something from this game, it's pressing us early and making us uncomfortable, especially at home is, you know, home teams typically, you know, start well in games. They, you know, they're familiar to the surroundings, and yeah, if teams are going to put us under pressure from the start, then yeah, it's going to. Then we just showing an example. It's going to make them comfortable and force mistakes. Yeah. Um. So another thing we have in common, Bar Tisdale, is Ed Upson, um, who used to play for you and Ross. I know you were a fan. Um. So. Gasheads are a bit funny about him. It's sort of a, it's a bit divided. There's gasheads who really don't rate him, but there's gasheads who really love him. So um, he's not everyone's cup of tea. But what what did you think of Ed Upson for his from his time at MK Dons? I thought he was a brilliant player. He he's not about these skills. He just does the basics right. And I think especially at League One level, um, if you're going to perform at this level, you've got to do the basics right. And I feel like Ed Upson, especially at Milton Keynes. Um, he weren't afraid to switch the ball, um, so his range of passing was uh, excellent as such. Um, and he, as, as you say, he wasn't afraid to have a shot. And I know in the Bristol Rovers side, you said earlier, in the sense of this Bristol, uh, this gas side isn't afraid to have a shot from long range. I just feel like having Ed Upson, um, his wand of the right foot, it's just, in my eyes, I feel like it's key in a side. He has scored some worldies for us. Oh, <laughs> he has yes. scored some great goals. <laughs> um, so, Liam, are you, are you worried about Ed Upson or do you, do you think you could, your side can take him? I'm worried about him controlling the game. So, say, if you know you do get an early goal, um, which has been typical of Milton Keaton's games this season, yeah, I'm worried about him being able to calm the game down. Say, if you know, you've had a big chance in the other end and you need to keep the game sticking. That's what Ed Upson's good at, in my opinion, you know, keeping the game under control. Um, and you know, we spoke about on our preview regarding uh, Westbrook as well. So, if you've got a combination of him and Westbrook, who I'd like to think you can get back in favour with the manager, um, you know, those, those two are going to have can have a real control over this game. So, yeah, I think if 
trends stay as they are with us, I feel it could be a real worry, yeah, that's just keeping the game ticking. Yeah, um, he is He is one of those people, it's kind of important to have him in the team at the moment because we lack uh, older heads and he's mature. And like you said, he can bring the game back under control and he can keep these players motivated to not drop their heads if they do concede and, and stuff like that. All of that is just so important. Um, so looking ahead to Saturday, uh, Ross, we'll start with you. Can I get a prediction from you and why you think that would be the score? Yeah, I've, I've gone with a 2-1 Don's victory. Um, only down to the fact that if we dictate the game like we usually do, I feel like um, Tisdale's side will eventually give in. From what I've seen under Tisdale at uh, MK, I know he's had a brief stint at Bristol, but I've, I just feel like, um, obviously with a lack of time on the training pitch, especially with this COVID, um, the break you've had, I feel like um, we, we should be ahead of you in terms of fitness, in terms of consistency, in performance and everything. So I just feel like, um, in my eyes, it'll be attack versus defence. And uh, I think um, we'll win 2-1. Liam, what do you think? Um, yeah, exactly the same score for me as Ross. 2-1 uh, to Milton Keynes-Dons. Um, this is a fault of the situation for uh, Gas, really. You know, had a long layoff, not have much training, from what we understand from Paul Tisdale's comments. Um, and, you know, we've been playing regularly whilst you've been off. Um and I'd like to think we could take control of the game like we typically like to do. Um, and I'm hoping that with the, the defence you speak about, uh, Kaz, that we can create the chances to put them back in the net. And with players like Jerome and Fraser firing at the moment, i like to think we can get a couple of goals in this game. So that's why I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah, I think they're both fair assessments. Uh, like you said, we haven't had much training um, and our last game was well over a week ago, almost two weeks ago now because we missed the last Saturday game against Oxford. So taking that into account, um, I refuse to be all negative. So I'm going to go with 1-1 myself um, and I'm going to go for Brandon Hanlon. Uh, whether it's a cheeky penalty or if it's a tap in, I just have a feeling that Hanlon will get a goal. Um, yeah, and I'm going to stay positive and go with 1-1. Um, so let's talk the overview of League One then. Uh, let's fast forward to whenever the end of the season may be, because Lord knows at this rate, with these COVID rates, if it's going to be postponed or dragged out, who knows. But currently 17th on the table. Ross, where do you realistically think you'll finish? I know you think it's a false position, so you're not worried about relegation or do you think you might slip into it? Well, in, in our previous pod, I've actually backed as 100% not to go down. And I'm hundred percent, hundred percent. I stick by that word, um, only because of the thing which is letting us down at the moment is individual quality, and and as we, as we've all mentioned, there are fine margins at this level, and that's the difference between a top team and a poor team. But I just feel like we're putting the performances in, and I, I think it will only be a matter of time um, where when something just clicks within a team. And I feel like January January is a prime example because of last in the summer we lost um, in my eyes arguably one of the best players in the league in Reese Healy, and he was um, he literally just scored every week. So it was just a case of trying to nullify that loss in the summer, and we brought in Jerome, etc. But um, down to this COVID, we haven't actually been able to spend money, and it was more more of a case of um, reserving the money and uh, seeing where we go from there. But as for the results on the pitch, if we if we look at the stats, so I love my stats, and uh, I just feel like um, anything beyond twelfth this season 
I think we'll be in the pool park of 12th, 12th, 10th, maybe, if things start to click. And uh, yeah, I don't think we'll uh, be anywhere near that relegation zone. Yeah, Reese Healy was a player that we were looking at. Well, I say we were looking at, I was looking at. <laughs> I don't know if the board were looking at. Uh, but he's someone that I wanted um, to come in because we obviously lost JCH, which was a big loss for us because he was our main goal scorer. Uh, where did Reese Healy go in the end? Uh, Toulouse. Yeah, so I was, uh, I remember that now because everyone was making the joke. Oh, shame to lose him to Toulouse. Um, yeah, he looked, he looked, yeah, it was everywhere. Um, yeah, he looked like a, a bright player who would have fit perfectly in our side. But And the thing is, uh, I think that's the difference between us and now. And in the sense of, if we played Plymouth that weekend, we had one um, guilt cut chance. And if Reese Healy was in the box, he would put that in the back of the net. And I think that's uh, that's just the difference at the moment. And uh, as I say, I just hope it clicks at some time or some point and hopefully this weekend. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking out for the final position, considering you're 100% <laughs> sure that you won't be relegated. Not even 99.9, 100%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Liam, do you agree? Are you as optimistic as 10th or 12th or do you think otherwise? Yeah, I think 12th to 15th is very fair. Um, you know, we're, def- we're already looking at January um, recruitment. We definitely need some players in certain positions that either players haven't performed or we're lacking a bit of depth there or a bit of quality, as Ross has mentioned. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I mean, if you if you believe XG numbers and expected goals, things like that, we're, I think on the season, we're like 7th or 8th. So that just proves we're creating chances with us. A, not putting enough of them away and B, not keeping enough clean sheets. So if we can combine the two, then, you know, XG will be achieved and we'll be high, high uh, top half, if not edge on the playoffs. But I think for this season, um, yeah, I think 12th, 15th is where I'd be sort of looking at to end this season at. Yeah, I mean, this is why I love doing these pods because, no offence, but I sort of thought it may have been a winnable game, but I'm coming away from this pod thinking, actually, uh, you're not to be underestimated for sure. And I think a lot of gas heads will, will feel the same after listening to this. So it's definitely a, a good insight to have. Um, so that's pretty much all we have time for today. Thanks for joining me, Liam and Ross. Uh, Liam, do you want to plug your podcast? Yeah, uh, no worries. Thank you for having us, first of all. And um, yeah, we're uh, at Twitter at mk1 podcast um you know with the audio hub everything milton keen's dons and of course we're part of the fan hub family like yourselves yeah so be sure to follow and give them a listen and support each other in our football podcast world thanks gas heads for listening please remember to like review and subscribe to gas cast podcast across all social media platforms up the gas and merry christmas 